the keys to victory on today's episode of Locked On 49ers. What do the 49ers have to do to beat those Atlanta Falcons in week six? Taking a look at the last injury report as well. Heading into this one, who's on the field, who's not for the 49ers that could make a difference in week six? Coming at you right now. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers. Brian Peacock here with you at BD Peacock on Twitter. And yes, I am back on Twitter. That has all been figured out. Uh, been away for a little while. Been a nice little vacation, I guess, from Twitter. But also excited to, to um, you know, little little chat. A little chat with all you weirdos out there on Twitter and a little chat with you weirdos today here live on YouTube. And also shout out to those of you maybe driving home Friday afternoon in your cars that are getting pumped for this weekend's week six NFL football action. Uh, thanks again for making Locked On 49ers your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is what we do. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. You might have noticed that Croc is not with us here today. He is actually in Atlanta getting ready for this football game. We will have a, a live after the game at some point once he's back uh, from the action on Sunday afternoon, which will be a whole bunch of fun. Sup, Peacock? What's up, everybody out there? Seeing folks jumping in the chat right now. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen or watch. Locked on 49ers on bell notifications, thumbs ups, and all of those types of things. We'll get into the chat a little bit more here uh, as we go. One of the big keys to victory in this football game for the 49ers. The 49ers play a brand of football, which is defense first, run game. Games tend to be tight, right? And won or lost within three points quite often. And so shout out to some of the, the listeners and commenters on YouTube that said that we didn't talk enough about how important the kicking game was for the 49ers in this one with Robbie Gold injured last week. But the good news here so far is that as of Thursday, Robbie Gold has been practicing in full that left knee injury, which is a really good sign. So full practice Thursday and then following it up again on Friday usually means that Robbie Gold will be good and those players are good to play. So, so far things training in the right direction for Robbie Gold. They did bring in a bunch of kickers, so they ha they'll have to add a kicker if Robbie Gold can't go. But as of now, looking good for Robbie Gold's availability for the 49ers to kick on Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons. So that's big news on the injury front that also is a huge key to victory for the 49ers because, after all, kickers do put points up on the scoreboard. Uh, taking a look at the rest of the participants and non-participants from practice this week, I think a big one is, and a little surprising, is the high ankle sprain for Tyrion Davis-Price. Looks like that's cleared up. He's been practicing in full all week, so the 49ers getting healthier at running back. Now, will Ty Davis-Price take over Tevin Coleman's role for last week, or does Ty Davis price the rookie now filter in behind Tevin Coleman on the 49ers depth chart after Jeff Wilson at running back? So that'd be a big question, but um, nice to see Ty Davis price only had one game under his belt so far in his NFL career before he got hurt. So it looks good for Tyrion Davis price to be active for the 49ers against those Falcons Sunday. No doubt the, the 49ers are going to want to run the ball a whole bunch in this one as uh, Kyle Shanahan always does. 
Jeff Wilson, little shoulder injury. He's fully participating in practice all week. Diamador Lenore, wrist injury, also been practicing in full Wednesday and Thursday. So looking good there going into this one this weekend. And some limited participants in practice this week. Tarverius Moore getting closer. His hamstring, he's been limited. Tyler Croft, tight end, has been out for a while uh, with a knee injury. He was limited in practice this week. Danny Gray had an illness. He had a what is it, a hip a couple weeks ago. He was back, then had an illness that kept him limited early in the week. He got a full practice in uh, at the end of the week. So Danny Gray looking good. I mean, this is a huge injury report for the 49ers. Things massive doesn't even fit on my full screen right now as I'm looking at him. Um, Aaron Banks came up with a knee injury last week. He's been limited in practice this week, but limited is usually good to start the week, and maybe he'll get a full session in here on Friday when we get the final uh, report that is not out yet from from practice for the 49ers. Trent Williams not practicing. He's not playing. That is not a surprise at all. Jimmy Ward and Emmanuel Mosley not practicing, not playing, not a surprise at all. Still without both starting defensive tackles are the San Francisco 49ers. Javon Kinlaw not practicing. He's not going to play this week. Eric Armstead still not practicing. Both foot and ankle injuries there. Samson Abelcom is... Uh, did uh, hurt his Achilles a little bit last week. I mean, the 49ers potentially could be out without their entire starting defensive line, which is scary in this one. Abukam, limited practice, and uh, he's trending towards being able to play. Nick Bosa not practicing this week, but he has not been listed as out yet. So Nick Bosa is still a maybe with his groin injury for this game. So we'll find out what that ends up looking like for Bosa. I think Myself, I think a lot of 49ers fans say, ah, don't push it with Bosa and a groin injury. You know, err on the side of caution with Bosa. We know Kyle Shanahan doesn't think that way. If the doctor says, hey, Bosa's cleared, then Bosa's going to be out there, I'm sure, for the 49ers. And so it might have to be up to the uh, the medical staff to say, yeah, we're smart to keep him out of this. And we know how competitive Kyle Shanahan is. And if, the, uh, if you're cleared by the medical staff, Kyle Shanahan will play you and play you at maximum in a lot of cases. So we'll see how that goes. Oh yeah. Hit that like button. Thank you folks. Oh, tons of people jumping in here on the live chat. Now Dylan says missing my main crock today. No moon podcast. Yeah. Um, noon podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crock is, uh, is somewhere. I think deep downtown, probably living it up in Atlanta right now, getting ready for this game, kicking it with friends and fam and all kinds of stuff. Maybe John Chapman, maybe they got to the shots early there. Uh, more keys to victory coming up for the San Francisco 49ers against the Atlanta Falcons. We'll get more into the chat as well as we continue this live episode of Locked On 49ers on Friday afternoon, getting you ready for week six. LinkedIn Jobs is the place that you can find the people you want to hire and find them faster and find them for free. These days, every new potential hire can feel like high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. And that is really important. And there's over 800 million people on LinkedIn, right? I'm on LinkedIn. You're on LinkedIn. That is the place to go if you want to find the people who have or are looking for new jobs. All you do is you add your job to the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. Spread the word 
that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions. You want to make sure you're, you don't want just a lot of random people applying for your job, right? You want the right people. You want to be able to screen and filter those people in. So you are talking to the right candidates to potentially interview and hire for that job. Screening questions make it easy to focus on just the right skills and experience you are looking to prioritize for your next hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen every day. Make sure you check out NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL. This week's episode is up. Locked On's local experts give you the inside scoop on the five biggest games of the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday Night Football, plus betting advice from the field's leading experts, Bet Online. Follow NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Dylan in the chat says, this is why the preseason matters, by the way. None of these guys are on the field actually playing till Chicago, and that's a problem. NFL, stupid AF. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's tough, Dylan, because it's still like you would rather your players get hurt in a regular season game than get hurt in a preseason game, right? If they're going to get hurt, they're going to get hurt. Is is it a combination of all the lack of work throughout the year that helps players get banged up a little bit more as the season gets going? Because we saw a lot of in injuries before the season started, before the preseason started. So I, maybe it's up. Maybe it's a ramp up process that isn't right. Maybe there's not enough of a ramp up before even training camp gets going. Maybe it's the training camp ramp up itself. There's too many days off. Maybe it's the schedule is weird. I don't know. Like that's well beyond my expertise is figuring out why players are getting injured. But it, it, it I don't know if the 49ers are doing anything that's different than every other team in the NFL either. So I don't know how much difference that would even make. If the 49ers changed it up, it's is, is it just the league rules? But um, yeah, it is unfortunate the 49ers have had a lot of, I, I would say the biggest thing I've seen with the lack of preseason games, especially now there's three preseason, game, preseason games instead of four, fewer teams playing their players, is that teams start slow and play bad out of the gate. We've seen that with multiple teams. Uh, second year in a row, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers offense look bad out of the gate. Um, even with Devontae Adams, it was that way last year. Uh, we've seen the 49ers come out a little slow, look weird. Quarterback changes, too, on top of it. Added to that, I think, for the 49ers, continuity on the offensive line, and those things are hard to work out without getting those live game reps. Um, the Rams have been bad to start seasons and don't play anybody in the preseason at all, but they've been pretty good on the injury front until this year, and now that's starting to catch up with them, right? And so the Rams, on top of it, are a worse team on paper coming in than injuries on top of it. Rams are in a bad spot right now like the, the the los angeles rams this year and they're not going to get to where they were like this is not the super bowl winning los angeles rams anymore so this is a different nfc west right now with no russell wilson and geno smith outplaying russell wilson anyway that th this is a wild one in the west this year and the 49ers have a great opportunity right now to maybe even run away with this division the only team above 500 right now and 
have a chance to beat a team in Atlanta. If you go two and zero on the Southeast road trip and and are a couple games up when you start a, a rough spot of your schedule, I think that's really important for the San Francisco 49ers. So this is a big one this week against the Atlanta Falcons. This is a team that you're favorite against that you have to come back with that W and you got to find a way, even if you are banged up a little bit. Five five nine fishing says Peacock reminds me of Ant Man. I'll take that. I will take Ant Man. I get a lot of John Krasinski. Uh, but I'll take Ant-Man too. I'll take any superhero, right? I, I will take that all day long. BSE says injuries happen. There's no secret sauce to it. It's luck. I, I think there's a lot to it. I think the most, just from all the data I've read, and, and people are trying to figure this kind of a thing out, um, I think the weeding out of people who were going to get injured used to happen sooner. I think there's more players that wouldn't have made it to the NFL, to training camp in the NFL, if they were allowed to practice and play as much as is uh, they used to and were put through the physical rigors, maybe some of those bodies would have broken down sooner. We wouldn't even know their names because they wouldn't even gotten to the NFL. They'd have broken down sooner. So I think um, fewer players that might get banged up more get through that filter than they used to. Um, and the only correlation I've found, like we talk about, oh, you need a 330 pound running back so you won't get hurt. Weight doesn't matter as long as you're not a scat. The, there, there's like a weight threshold in the NFL as long as you're big enough to meet a certain, you know, non scat back essentially threshold. As, you, as long as you're not, you know, really wiry, undersized for NFL terms, like clearly under, undersized. There's no correlation in extra weight and getting injured in the NFL, I think, in any position. The real key factor for, 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 for knowing the likelihood of someone getting hurt in the NFL is if they've already been hurt before they get to the NFL. That is the number one factor of figuring out if someone's going to have some injuries. CJ says, I think our offense is now in rhythm. That's important. That's one of the keys to victory. I'm glad you brought that up, CJ. That's a huge key to victory for the San Francisco 49ers this week against the Atlanta Falcons. If Bosa's not out there, that makes things a little bit more difficult. It, the 49ers might be without their entire starting offense or defensive line. Like they've had some depth on the D line, but it starts to get thin. You got to keep getting pressure. That pressure on the quarterback shrinks those windows on the back end. You don't have Emmanuel Mosley out there anymore. Still don't have Jimmy Ward out there. Um, and those that defensive line in the front seven creating pressure on quarterbacks shrinks the windows that the corners have to cover and the corners covering great makes the quarterback hold the ball an extra half a second which allows the pass rush to get there and those things work together so well if you start losing one of those you start losing the benefits of how good the 49ers have been on defense this whole season and the offense might have to pick up some of that slack and if it's the way the offense has gone the last couple of weeks, you don't have to be a powerhouse offense. You don't have to be like Josh Allen throwing 98 yard touchdown passes on the first drive of the game or anything like that, but you've got to hold on to the football play. Keep away a little bit. You've got to continue to get first downs. You got to continue to put some points on the board and not give the ball away. And if the 49ers can play that efficient brand of football and offense that we saw last week, run the ball. Okay. Jimmy being efficient, not turning the ball over. Uh, that's huge, and and that is the recipe for the 49ers. So hopefully that offense is in rhythm. It does look like it has been in rhythm, but it has to continue to stay in rhythm, right? So stay. So if you found that mojo, keep it and stay there. Don't you know? Let's not have that bad Jimmy game where he's throwing 
you know, multiple interceptions or something like that. Cause the ball is funny. You start fumbling on kick returns or something, you know, uh, blocked kicks taken back to the house, any weird thing like that, that can really, cause even good teams and bad teams in the NFL, these teams are close. The margin for error, the margin to win in the NFL is so narrow. And we've seen the Atlanta Falcons, the Atlanta Falcons are undefeated against the spread this year, even though I don't know if they've been favored in any of the games because they play these games close. Uh, and they've been that type of football team. So it all takes is one odd bounce sometimes. So the offense being in rhythm is absolutely a huge key for the San Francisco 49ers. And maybe even more than just being in rhythm, they need to put up some points. And at some point might have to carry this team. Maybe this is the week where the injuries might be a little bit much. I, I don't think the the powerhouse Falcons offense is, is one that's going to take advantage of the 49ers or anything like that. But, um, you know, they are um, Kyle Pitts is questionable. Does he help? Is he going to have a breakout game at some point? Probably not. It's probably not the defense to do it against with Hufanga and and um, Fred Warner out there and, and Greenlaw linebacker. Niners match up well against someone like Kyle Pitts, but he can go out wide. He can go up the top and and, and pull down passes over guys. It, you know, if he gets one on one with Samuel Womack or Diamador Lenore, can he pull a ball down over guys that he's got six inches on? Right. So th- those are the things to look out for. Um, with uh with the 49ers on defense that could allow a team to be in it that maybe shouldn't be against them and the offense is gonna have to pick up some of that slack so absolutely stay in rhythm and they have stayed in rhythm cj you're right uh the offense has looked good if y'all like i will take the offense all day that we've seen the last couple of weeks from the 49ers bsc says you don't want to run your team ragged in training camp and preseason because then you're out of gas by week six yeah that's the other part of it is if you is it better to just start slow as long as you're it makes you healthier at the end of the season does it even matter where is it just were you going to get hurt if you're going to get hurt it's tough ricardo says let's go niners let's get this win in atlanta offense needs to carry the defense this week yeah that, that could be part of it i think the defense will still be all right i mean the 49ers still have a lot of studs on the defensive side of the ball they're so well coached on that side of the ball but if you start losing difference makers and there's an extra half a step on one of the cornerbacks on your defense and your defensive line is getting there an extra half, half a step slow. That could make a big difference. Who is the sack leader this week? That's a good question. Who is the sack leader for the 49ers this week? Drake Jackson. Is it time for the rookies to step up? Drake Jackson. Does he get the start? Do we get to see the first Breakout game for Drake Jackson if Nick Bosa is not out there. Samuel Lomack, the fifth rounder. He was the starting nickel, kind of lost his job to Diamondor Lenore. Is he going to be out, out there starting again? If um, if Jason Verrett's not activated, if, you know, with, with, with Emmanuel Mosley out. Big game for the rookies this week. Ty Davis Price active. He's been practicing in full all week. Huge game for the rookies, actually. Let's see that rookie class. Let's see some... Uh, Yeah, Tony says, give me Drake Jackson. Roger says, Drake, it's time for a breakout. It's time for that Drake Jackson breakout game for the San Francisco 49ers this week. Raja says, we need Jimmy to give it to Brandon Ayuk in rhythm. Yeah, let's get Ayuk working here too. I mean, look, Ayuk's clearly going to be the third, and I don't think anybody should be surprised if Ayuk's numbers this year aren't huge and he's, you know, the third has the third most targets in the 49ers offense, because if you're drawing it up during the week and we can be talking about right now, 
you want to target Brandon Ayuk and you want to be able to make some plays with him, maybe even make some plays down the field that that um, that George Kittle and Debo Samuel don't provide you. But you're still targeting Debo Samuel and George Kittle, and then you're running the ball a whole bunch. So the, that's still going to be the majority of the offense, unless it's a game plan where, look, they're doing a lot to take these guys away. Now Brandon Ayuk's got to make a play. And I think we're going to see that with the 49ers. I think we have seen that some weeks where teams like, oh, we're going to take away Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel's in the backfield, wherever he goes, we got five guys on. Like everyone's following him that way. So we're going to have one on ones with Brandon Ayuk. And Brandon Ayuk should continue to see one on ones. Can Jimmy find him? Can Ayuk get open? Can Ayuk make plays on the ball in contested catch situations? Uh, does Kyle start to design some things for Brandon Ayuk, knowing that teams are going to be keying on the other guys in the short and intermediate with Debo Samuel? In George Kittle. All right, more of the chat next. We are going to continue on with our keys to victory for the 49ers against the Atlanta Falcons in week six. What do the 49ers have to do to take home the dub in ATL Sunday? BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting information this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, in-depth articles, and analysis on every game you can find, and as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for not just sports wagering, but information as well. There's live betting, which is super fun, up to the minute scores for every sport out there, not just NFL football, college football, Major League Baseball, NBA's getting going now, um, MMA, boxing, golf, and you can play casino games as well at bet online so you want to bet on a game waiting to find out the score maybe play a little blackjack or poker in between you can do all of it at bet online and of course you want to be informed before you make those bets so get over to bet online right now use your desktop or mobile device to learn more about all the trends and all the action at bet online where the game starts Roger says Amenahu has been playing really well. I, I've liked Amenahu as a rotational guy. Inside out, uh, he was blown completely off the ball on a short yardage run last week. I think that's where the 49ers are missing some beef is, is inside a defensive tackle. Amenahu, you know, he's a, a really tall, linear guy, and he makes for someone who's a big end against the run that can set the edge. You can move him inside, move him around, but trying to ask him to take on double teams or something like that, that is not his strength. So that's not really on him. That's just on the 49ers depth on the inside and how he was being utilized on that specific play. But I loved what I've seen from a man who has been a great trade for the San Francisco 49ers. And yeah, I've seen Teray in the, in the chat, Drake Jackson, Omenahu, um, all those guys are going to have to step up for the 49ers on the outside. Um, and uh, and guys already been stepping up on the inside as well. We've seen a lot of, you know, Spence in there at tackle. You know, of course, Kevin Givens has been in there getting the starts with uh, with Armstead and, and Javon Kinlaw out as well. So, I mean, is it time is it time to really worry about Javon Kinlaw, by the way, because he started the season healthy, looking good in camp in such great shape and nothing really happened. All of a sudden it's like, well, there goes the knee again. It's just not going to hold up. Like, I think it's pretty clear. Oh, Kerry Hyder. There we go. Uh, thank you, Tony, for that one. I forgot to mention Kerry Hyder, who's uh, who's just been around and been the guy. Here we go. Thank you for my, reminding me. This, this has been in my notes all week, and I keep forgetting to bring it up. T.Y. McGill signed by the 49ers. Uh, this is a really underrated signing for the 49ers. T.Y. McGill, if you ask my guy Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings, he was going crazy for T.Y. McGill. T.Y. McGill was making plays against the 49ers in that preseason game, too, if you guys remember. Um, 
and during practice week. T.Y. McGill is a nice fit, and just the numbers game got him with the Vikings. And I know, you know, preseason and you make too much of it. That happened with us with, with Jordan Mason. And now Jordan Mason can't get on the field for the 49ers. And now that Tidy of his prize is back, Jordan Mason's probably going to disappear again. I have no idea. Um, I brought in Tevin Coleman off the street to take, take the, uh, to take some workload off Jeff Wilson rather than allowing undrafted rookie Jordan Mason to get some runs. So that happens a lot. You know, every preseason, maybe you overvalue a guy because of his competition, whatever. But we saw T.Y. McGill playing well against 40 guys that are starting for the 49ers right now on the offensive line. So I, I love that pickup for the 49ers. They've needed depth and youthful depth is key. Guys that might actually be able to stick around for a while, you know, like Kevin Givens has. T.Y. McGill could be the next guy in that sort of a lineage for the 49ers on their interior defensive line. So I love that pickup. Really underrated pickup by the 49ers in picking up T.Y. McGill. T.Y. McGill, Emiliano says T.Y. McGill sounds like a character from an, from an Elmore Leonard novel. I like it. I like that a lot. Gray sounds good, but you think he will drop back 30 times versus Atlanta. Uh, oh, C.J. Gray. I thought he was talking. C.J. Gray is... Uh, is who he's talking to here in the chat. Will 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 Jimmy G drop back thirty times against Atlanta? Um, Jimmy G, probably not. I mean, I don't think that's ever the game plan. If Jimmy G's dropping back thirty times against Atlanta, that might mean there's a problem. The 49ers are trying to throw from behind, and so that's kind of what you hope is not happening. You know, I think twenty five tar twenty five. Um, attempts is probably where the 49ers would rather Jimmy G be at. They'd be rather, they'd rather be running the ball 30 plus times than throwing the ball 30 plus times. That's just the way things are going to go. Um, so that's where it's, it's hard to target, you know, all these players so much on offense. You want to see someone like Brandon, Ayuk get going, right? But the 49ers don't just don't have a high volume offense. That's not how things go. Any concerns with Mariota's mobility? Always some concerns with mobility of opposing quarterbacks, but the 49ers have gotten a lot better in that regard. Maybe that was the Achilles heel for this defense is they were just getting blown up anytime they were playing against a, a mobile quarterback, just running around making plays and not containing guys. And I think they've done a really good job. Like what's crazy is how good Robert Sala's defense had been playing with the 49ers and how good they were in 2019. And then watching some transition, right? Like there were a cover three defense and a lot more single high safety, a lot more zone started to see more and more man. Now it's a lot more man It's flipped and, and way more man than zone more too high than single high. So it's a completely different defensive scheme now under, under D'Amico Ryan's. And one of the things that they've gotten a lot better at, is containing mobile quarterbacks and Mariota's doesn't have backbreaking ability. And anytime you have a mobile quarterback, they can get free. So you do worry about that. And then you worry about, okay, now you have a backup defense line instead of a starting defensive line. Are they going to be, uh, are, are they going to be not as sound in containing the quarterback? Are they going to just be not as good? And, and, uh, someone like Mariota is able to get away with his mobility and make some plays. And, and those are always the back-breaking plays, right? You get to third down. You get to third down along, and all of a sudden a quarterback takes off on you, and you have everybody covered up too. But he goes and scampers around and makes a play and gets a first down when you should have been off the field. So um, you always want to limit that type of stuff. Uh, Hufanga is another one. Yeah, uh, CJ is a great point here. Our linebackers need to tackle. Huff needs to wrap up not go for sports center hits. Uh, that's key against, uh, 
an athletic mobile quarterback is that strong safety, those linebackers chasing those guys down, not allowing extra plays, not allowing them to get free, keeping contained. We'll see if the 49ers spy a little bit in some cases. Uh, but this, this is, this is a, I, I think this is a big game. If you're going to be playing with a backup defensive line, this is a big game for that second level. You know, the linebackers, strong safety, covering guys out of the backfield, covering, uh, can Hufanga cover Kyle Pitts, right? Um, they're going to, the Falcons are going to come out and try to run the ball. They don't have Cordero Patterson, but they're still going to come out and try to run the ball. So this is the, the second level of the 49ers defense might get tested quite a bit in this game Sunday against the Falcons. So that, that is a huge key to victory. I'm glad you guys brought that one up. Tony says, my biggest concerns are two things. One, precedent. Atlanta, back to the 1990s, has always had the 49ers number. Two, how the off interior offensive line will hold up against Grady Jarrett. I've stopped worrying about the interior offensive line for the 49ers. Not that they're playing amazing, but they haven't been such a huge problem. And you're, I mean, you know, if it wasn't a problem against Aaron Donald, then I think they're going to be okay. Um, you just don't want to, you want to stay in front of the stick so they're not, they don't need to pass block a bunch on third and eights and third and longs. You know, that's, that's kind of what you want to avoid if you're Kyle Shanahan. And that's the way he coaches the game is to try to avoid those things. Concern number one is, is real. It shouldn't be real, but it feels real, especially before an Irish fan. Like my look, the, the, the Atlanta Falcons are an old NFC West team. There's not much of a rivalry there anymore, but for some reason the Falcons have had the 49ers number and I've always played the 49ers tough. And I, I think, Man, I know the Rams have become one of the main rivals for the 49ers recently, but as of a couple years ago, I think I hated the the Falcons based on what I saw growing up versus the Rams because the Rams always got beat up by the 49ers for so long. The Niners were so good forever. But like one of my least favorite teams of all time was the Dirty Bird Atlanta Falcons, right? Jamal Anderson with the corny-ass dance to the touchdown dance. I hated that team. Yeah, Curtis says, chance we see the Dirty Bird. We better not see the Dirty Bird. Like, that's, no, that can't happen. That, that is the word. That is like, it's offensively corny, first of all, and obviously just the uh, the history of the Falcons beating the 49ers in some of those big games. I hate the Dirty Bird so much. I, I hate all that. Like, the gritty right now. Like, once, once you see people like, Kirk Cousins starting to do the dance, right? And once you see people's like dads in the backyard start doing a dance, you know, it's played out and you know, it's corny. And so it's like, I don't know, like if someone goes out and dabs, you're like, what is this dork doing? What year is this? Right? Like that's the way the gritty has already become and all these dances and the dirty bird is like even worse than that corny. And like, yeah. So if Debo does the dirty bird, that would be amazing. <laughs> Stick it back in their face. That would be pretty funny. Garrison Hurst getting hurt, killed our 98 season. Oh, that was rough because he was shot out of a cannon on that play. Spins around, hurts his ankle. One of the coolest plays ever, though, that Garrison Hurst. Was it week one in 98 against the Jets? The the 96, whatever it was, yard touchdown run. That run was awesome. Garrison Hurst. Sneaky great long-term uh, all-time 49er. A member of Team Crocker in our all-time draft, by the way, I think even though my team was better than his. All right, guys, it's almost time to get out of here. Final score. I haven't made my prediction yet. I saved it and, and did not make my prediction in the, uh, the crossover episode with Aaron Freeman and Croc when we were breaking down this game. 
but it's a 49ers victory. It's got to be. I like here's here's the way I would put my money on this one. If Bosa plays, it's a blowout win for the 49ers. If Bosa's not in there, it's a narrow win for the 49ers. And you might want to take the the bet online points. You might want to give up. Or you might want to take the five and a half points with the home underdog Atlanta Falcons. Niners win by you know two or three points. Maybe a a, a Robbie Gold. Hopefully not a Mitch Wishnowski needed field goal to win that game. But Bosa's a huge different make, difference maker for the 49ers. I think if the 49ers Stock defense is out. Mostly stock defense is out there. It's going to be a problem for the Falcons. And we saw how the Panthers matched up. The Falcons are built in a similar way where the offense is like, and the defense is okay. And they're trying to run the ball, keep games close. And the 49ers are like, well, that's our brand. And we're just way better at it. And so they blew them out, right? And I think the 49ers could blow out, win by multiple scores against the Falcons if Bose is in there. And they're playing that brand of defense and just continually giving the ball back to the 49ers on offense. Bose is not in there. It's going to be a fight. And it could be a lot closer game. Uh, 49ers just can't turn the ball over, um, but they're going to win it. They're, the Niners are going to come out with a win, be four and two, and be in charge in the NFC West, being a really good spot for a really important and difficult part of the schedule upcoming. Should be a lot of fun Sunday. It's going to be a competitive game, though. It always is against the Atlanta Falcons. K Rob says, Love the show, Peacock. I listen every day. I agree with you that our defense, our offense needs to step up this week. I appreciate you, K Rob. And I appreciate all the listeners out there. Thanks so much for making us. Your first listen every single day here on Locked On 49ers. And Croc and I will be back post-game to break it all down. By the way, for your second listen, make sure you check out the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Me and Matt Williamson, former NFL scout, breaking down the entire league daily. And Croc doing Locked On NFL Draft here daily on the Locked On Podcast Network. And we'll be back after the game Sunday right here. Locked On 49ers.